The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Boy, did I love the movie Unbroken. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. There's a new movie in theaters September 14th called Unbroken Path to Redemption. It's the rest of the true story of Louis Zamperini, an Olympic runner and later prisoner of war hero in World War II. It's his life after war. It compassionately shows how he worked through his demons and his anger, and more importantly, found peace with God. Unbroken Path to Redemption is especially timely and is in theaters September 14th. Check out unbrokenfilm.com, unbrokenfilm.com. I got to bring in uh, Simon Rovers, managing directors of, of CNA.org. Uh, there's a new study that offers insight on some of the most effective bullying prevention programs. This is a new study that's out. So I want to bring him in and get that information, then we'll get back to the clip. Simon, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, oh, Simone. Sorry about that. Um, yes. that was Simon. <laughs> no problem. Simone, um, so tell me about the new study. So um, our new study that we conducted at CNA Education identified two key points. First, that ineffective programs are one-off programs that might be implemented at the beginning of the school year. Secondly, that effective programs are holistic programs that are actually built into the school curriculum continuously throughout the school year. Our study also identified that effective programs Um, combat bullying and cyberbullying, and build resiliency, those programs stress that silence allows bullying to thrive. So they have um, addressed the bystander phenomenon through, for example, role play and enacting scenarios, which builds resiliency among students. So what do you consider bullying? Are you talking just physical or verbal or everything? Everything. So um, in our, how we define bullying is the repeated and intentional exposure of an individual or group to physical and or emotional aggression. So that speaks to, to something like calling someone names or spreading rumors about another student, for example. Um, we also include cyberbullying in this where somebody might post hurtful information online about someone else. But it would have to be ongoing. So if I just walked up to you today and said something you know, negative about you or called you a name, that wouldn't necessarily be bullying. That is correct. Bullying typically occurs repeatedly um, mm-hmm. over time. That can be three times or maybe four times. A certain national service usually use the measure of being bullied daily, once or twice a week, once or twice a month. Um, and then if there's just certain occasions, maybe once a year, that would not be considered bullying in the traditional sense. Does it, it would also have to be, I would think, that um, the response of the person bullied. For example, if every day I come in and I call Chris a horrible name and say things about him, but he also says the same things to me and we're kind of, it's more of just an argument, that's not bullying either. So then another component about bullying is that there's usually a power differential between individuals okay. where one individual feels distressed. So you are correct. It, it, what you are describing could more be a case of teasing. Yeah, okay. And I think that's uh, one of the concerns as well. Um, you know, teasing, um, uh, learning to negotiate through problems, even with people who call you names, I think that's part of life and a little tough love. The difference is when it, become, when it becomes bullying is when it so negatively impacts somebody that affects their life as well, the, the bullied, right? That is, that is correct, yes. 
and uh, effective resiliency building programs actually take a social emotional approach that teaches students early on, like in kindergarten, and parents obviously can do that at home also, how to manage emotions and disappointment and how to be compassionate and solve problems, as you just indicated. So how do, how do you effectively do that when it comes to teachers um, or schools? How do, they, how do they know how far or how much to get involved? Because as I said, working out some of these problems amongst the, the students is good without you know, adults being involved. You've got you to learn and negotiate and, and deal with these situations. How do they know when to step in and say, okay, this is becoming a problem or, okay, they're just not getting along and they need to work this out? Sure. So that's part of what we do at CNA Education is actually um, take programs that have been proven to be effective, go into the schools and work with the school staff. So that includes teachers, principals, counselors, if they are embedded within the school system, um, implement the programs and then continuously evaluate through student surveys, teacher surveys and parent surveys also to get feedback from the students uh, anonymously through surveys or non-anonymously through focus groups, um, combine that with, with the data that is being collected, analyze it, and then report back to the schools how effective the program has been implemented and what the outcomes are. I got to believe that a, a huge part of preventing bullying, I mean, maybe, maybe it's the, the silver bullet in all of this, is getting children to talk getting them to communicate, not just with each other, but I mean with adults and parents and teachers, and you say, hey, this is a problem for me, whatever it is, because even if it's not bullying, getting them to say, I'm having a problem, whatever it is, is going to take care of all kinds of things. That is absolutely right. And silence allows bullying to thrive. That is absolutely key um, that we also addressed and found in our study. So one of a few things that parents can do is have conversations with your children early on, discuss what bullying and cyberbullying can look like, encourage your children to have those conversations with their peers, but other adults also. Um, one helpful thing is to tell stories of times where you might have been the victim of bullying and how that made you feel, uh, what actions you took, did not take, or wish you had possibly taken. Just communicate and ask your children who do they play with, what do they play? You can easily, you know, hear students talk about, oh, I play with my friend, and, and then if they stop talking about playing with that friend, that might be an indication that something is wrong. My daughter, for example, played with the same person over the summer and then stopped mentioning that name, so that was an indication for me that something might have occurred, and I addressed that, and it turned out that she was actually being bullied by that girl. Yeah, and it could be any number of things. Maybe not even bullying. It could be abuse from an adult or some reason there's been a change in their life. Uh, Simone, this is great information. Where can we find out more about um, CNA and also this new study? Certainly, at our website. So we are a nonprofit research and analysis organization in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, and you can find more information at www.cna.org. CNA.org. We'll uh, post that on social media. Simone, thanks so much. Appreciate you joining us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Uh, good information. That was uh, she could only do a certain time, so we had to kind of fit it in right there. But, uh, you know, I... The frustrating thing for me is a libertarian conservative and all of the snowflakey stuff that we know is out there. The snowflakes and the sensitive people on college campuses and all that has made has done so much damage to topics like bullying. 
for people like me and probably a lot of people in the audience. Simone said a couple of phrases and words that would trigger a lot of people in the audience and me. Things like, you know, telling them how you feel and stuff like this. What she said wasn't wrong. That wasn't liberal talking points. That's that's legitimate. That's something that 30 years ago we would have said, oh, okay, got it, and accepted for what it is. The left has so programmed us with these these failures of thought. They've shifted all of it. They've they've taken words. We had Riaz Patel in and he said, you know, the the way words matter to certain people, certain phrases, you know, we look at symbols, they look at certain words, and it conjures up all this stuff. The way she said it when she said, you know, you need to tell them how that makes you feel. My reaction when somebody says that in today's world about anything is like, oh crap, here it goes. Here here we go. Here it is. How it makes you feel. How it but when it comes to kids in a situation like this, they're absolutely right. And then in our adult lives, we should tell people, I don't like that. I don't like it. Not everything is based just on personal freedoms. Chris and I are friends. We respect each other, I guess. If I say, Chris, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want you to do that. It's not based on anything practical. I just, I really don't want to be around that. I, I, it just doesn't make me feel good. I just, that's not a part of my life. There's plenty of things like that. Okay, great. But in today's world, we hear, oh, you're being sensitive, you feel. No, I just, that's not, that's not me. Right? It's hard to even bring that stuff up. Bullying is definitely a problem. My problem with the people who talk about, gen- generally talk about bullying, uh, is the fact that it becomes a, again, snowflake thing. It's, you can't say things and you're bullying. No, I was just teasing, or we had a disagreement, and now I'm at the principal's office because this person is too sensitive. A lot of that's true. True bullying is a problem. Systematic, repeated harassment, one student to another, that's a definite problem. That should not exist. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. If you hear yourself saying, feels pretty good to see somebody rub their nose in it, you may be addicted to outrage. We've expressed our outrage at everyone and everything that is different. Every thumbs up is like a dopamine surge and every retweet is a serotonin hit. In my new book, Addicted to Outrage, we bring clarity to this addiction. If enough of us can just drop our anger and outrage, we might just stand a chance to heal ourselves. Addicted to Outrage by Glenn Beck. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash addicted to outrage. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.